Hello and welcome to the freaking awesome where we discuss the things we watch, listen, play, and read throughout the week. It's Monday, September 4th, Labor Day. Thank you to all the folks working that nine to five and the folks who are on the picket lines fighting for um, fair wages and better working conditions. This this is this this day off is for you. I guess I don't know. Wait, what? That's beautiful, man. <laughs> it's Labor Day, Labor Day. This buds for you guys. Yeah, this buds. For, I feel like that's what corporations will say when um when they when tomorrow that this is this is a day off for you. I think there are I think uh, there are many picket lines that are not working tomorrow though, or not on the picket lines tomorrow. Uh, nice. I, I saw like SAG and WGA and whatnot. Uh, but yeah. Hope everyone's having a lovely day, uh, weekend, uh, a weekend, three day weekend. If your if your job allows that, I don't know uh, who else. Uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> try to think of like mm-hmm. anything else. That um, anyway, I'm Benjamin Baya, and joining me today, you can find them on their own personal fight club, um, perhaps tackling existential, existential identities, or just plain tackling each other. Or you can find them on their YouTube series, Date Night. Please welcome John and Audrey Abaya. Yeah, let's Hi. fight on. Wait, what? Well, no, when we tackle each other, that's private time. Yeah, that's private time. It's we private call time that tackle time. time. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's tickle what you... Time. Oh, you guys tickle, call oh, it tackle time? In there? Tickle tackle time? Tickle tackle time. Oh, what? Tickle time? Tackle time? Is it tickle and tickle, tackle time? Tickle tackle time, yeah. Tickle tackle time. Have you explained to your children the the tickles in the tackles no we have not no no. he will never know about tickle tackle time okay (laughs) we we expect our public school to teach them about tickle tackle that's right that's why we signed the forms in yes yeah some people (laughs) oppose that that uh schools shouldn't even touch tickles and tackles well then how else even though behind them they're doing the tickle and tackling i see see it's weird uh some of them are tackling too uh, I don't know. I don't know where we're going to this. <laughs> um, so uh, we have a uh, rumptious. Is that a word I could use? A weekly I mean, roundup? Yeah, it's rumptious. A seems like a food thing, right? It almost sounds like you're trying to say it's like delicious, but like. I guess you could say it's delicious. This is a delicious weekly roundup we have. We have the video game or movie turn video game the texas chainsaw massacre uh the the movie the pope's exorcist uh netflix's the big nailed it baking challenge uh the movie shiva baby and the album uh by player two their debut album by player two um and we also have our main discussion which is bottoms uh which came out this past weekend wide released wide i think a couple weeks it was released you know, they do the whole like only release in LA and New York, then it releases everywhere. Uh, but then when it releases everywhere, it only releases in like two or three theaters in your city. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's not really, that, yeah, it's weird. It's a, is this con- is that considered like an art house film or independent? I, it, What's the difference between those two that I just said? I don't think, I, I personally don't think there's a difference. I think independence, like, you don't go through the major distributors or producers like Warner Brothers. Mm. And but you could still have an art house film that's produced by Warner Brothers if that makes sense. Do you have an example of one? I don't have one top of my head, but I know Was like an art house, or he just has like yeah, a yeah. You, you could say yeah, it is still art house to me, uh, and I think I don't think 
Are we um, talking about like a genre or aesthetic, well, no, or are we I'm talking like, about the theater chain? Because I'm getting confused well, with this. Well, because he was like, oh, you know, like it's only dealt in like two theaters. And usually when when I hear that, I think, oh, then that means it's an independent film or like an art yes, house. Yes, yeah. That's okay. What I, was thinking. I think oh, art house, they could be interchangeable, I think. When you guys start mm-hmm. about Wes Anderson, that's not, I, I that's aesthetic to me is art house, not the wide release means most of his stuff is wide release it feels like oh yeah well no but he was saying that sometimes art house films can be through a major distribution okay yeah so that's aesthetic then like it's a genre art house more like you i don't know it's just weird to use and here's the definition of wikipedia it's actually weird too because <laughs> it's, <downside. laughs> uh, it's an art film or an art cinema or art house film is typically an independent film aimed okay. at a niche market rather than a mass market so i guess that's the all those all those sound like the same types of words. yeah yeah right the same, right, yeah. The same no. too, it's all the same stuff. If you said that yeah, yeah, if you said this is a niche film, yes, it's a niche film. Is it like Avengers or uh you know uh Avatar? No, then yes, that's uh, but these are all constructs. What if uh, art house? <laughs> what if Marvel <laughs> geek Let's thinks uh, Marvel's Avengers is a art house film because. Is it's it derived from art. That's why. Like a lot of people who yeah, don't yeah. like uh, superheroes or those things, that would probably, probably like 20, yeah. 30, 40 years ago, probably like, uh, no, no, I was going to say Spider Man would be an art house film, but it wouldn't be. No, now I thinking don't. about, is there an art house film that's Spider-Man a superhero be, uh, movie? Yeah, right. <laughs> probably, Wait, what? probably um, what's that James Gunn movie? Super? That could be an yeah. art house type of film. Anyway. Uh, speaking of art house films, <laughs> uh, this leads us to our trailer talk. Uh, this week's trailer talk is the trailer or movie A Problemista. Uh, Alejandro Martinez. Yes, hi, let's speak. Mr. Khalil's ready for you. Thank you. Okay, look, you, you, you don't have a while. You have a month to find someone to co sign your visa. And if you don't, you have to leave the US. I started freelancing for this lady. I'm late. I, I know I'm late. I'm so late. I don't... Oh, this menu. What is it with walnuts? Walnuts, walnuts, walnuts. It's like a cafe for squirrels. Walnuts, they go very nicely with the salad. Do I look like I need educating on fine cuisine? Yeah, you think this lady can sponsor you? I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. That is a clip from Problemista, written and directed and starring Julio Torres. Uh, here is the plot synopsis on IMDb. Alejandro is an aspiring toy designer from El Salvador struggling to bring his unusual ideas to life in New York. As time runs out of uh, as time runs out on his work visa, a job assistance and a, a job assisting an erratic art world outcast becomes his only hope to stay in the country. This is starring uh, of course Julio Torres, uh, Tilda Swinton, Riza, Greta Lee and Isabella Rossellini. Um, I'll go to, uh, because it's fresh in your mind, Audrey, what's your thoughts about this, uh, trailer and uh, are you uh, willing to watch it? <laughs> not willing. Are you, it's like, it's not a Saw movie, uh, but are you, uh, are you interested in watching it? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It looks fun. I, th- I was trying to think of the word with the, uh, how do you say the title meant? And I was trying to think, well, it's like, uh, I thought problemista was like saying something, but I think it's supposed to be more of like, oh, I'm a fashionista. I'm a this, like, you know, problem, oh, problems all around even, me. I'm going to take it. I'm going to be a problem. I didn't even think about it, that. You know. I thought it was like a That's word. That's actually, I didn't even, I didn't even come across my mind until yeah. 
Now it makes sense, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I thought it meant like it's just a word that try to make into Spanish, that like a problemista, like a well, problema. Problemo is, like, is the yeah. word, yeah. No, I know that, but they're trying to make it like a Spanglish, like yeah, that's thing. that's what yeah. I was kind of thinking too. But I'm I'm I really couldn't see a, a slang term, but it doesn't mean that there's not. Um, but that's how I'm thinking. It the, kind of yeah. Is. Yours interpretation makes more sense. Yeah. Um. I think it's really interesting to see this type of experience. I'm wondering what his little, um, how do you say? Not a scheme is a bad word. That makes it seem like a very bad, but his idea or resolution is to stay in the U S you know, being, it appears he that he's work on visa. Sort of visa or something like that. Or yeah. maybe he was in the school and then, you know, that ran out. So now I have to figure out how, how can he stay in America? You know, and the big thing about America is, um, what is that we give you, give us your poor, your downtrodden, but we don't really want that. We want, we want your money regardless yeah. you know, is basically what it is. So can you make money for America? That's the real yeah. question. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I believe you said this was a comedian you guys saw at Clusterfest. Yes. Julio yeah. Torres. Yeah. We have Very funny. We haven't had a chance to watch uh, anything of him. Uh, but he um, seems, I, I like this, the way this is coming out. I would recommend HBO. It says HBO comedy special, uh, My Favorite Shapes, which he explores um, his favorite shapes. Awesome. <laughs> he literally. What's your favorite shape? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Well, are you talking to me or Audrey? Both. <laughs> mine, okay, can mine... we answer the same time then? Okay, yeah. okay, ready? Okay, three, two, one. Try. Pentagon. Oh. Okay. Pentagon. <laughs> you didn't even do it right. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Yelled hella fast. <laughs> triangle no because you know why i found i'm realizing that birds are the perfect shape of nature because they're like a triangle and the big tummies you know oh, like yeah 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 i'm sure there's like a special triangle to say that where it kind of has a curved belly sort of thing mm-hmm. kind of like a pythagorean theorem or like what is that the perfect shape that like conch uh kind of swirly that that's the what's the word that you just mentioned pythagorean theorem but or something like that but yeah I, that's that's my favorite shape now is the triangle because i think birds are perfect how about you, John? You, you you're the one asking. Oh, it's what's your perfect shape? Three. Hey, wait. Say a, it, okay. Say say it together by yourself. Okay. I'm, it's I'm, a very. I'm, I'm niche, it's I'm a niche down. shape, though. Uh, though an, you guys... an, an art house shape. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what what is your a palette? Yeah. <laughs> wait, okay. So we're gonna a palette board. Um, you know, like when you put the colors together, the painter. Yeah. I'm oh, okay. Just, I'm, palette boards or something. I want you to say that this is your favorite one. I want you to. Say, okay. Can you say that? Can you say that shape, John? <laughs> yeah. Can, can you say that shape? I, I like the, this is my, I like, like I said, this is a very niche uh, shape. No one really sees it around, but it, it's, mm-hmm. I love it since I was like a little boy. I yeah, remember yeah. it, seeing it, is it are, are these the kind of secrets that you even kept away from your twin brother, Ben? For everyone. From everyone. You, you, Ooh, yeah. Even Ben doesn't know. Uh, it's, it's a quadral, quadral, quadrilateral. 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 Is that yeah. like the one shape where like one end is larger than the other end? It's a four-sided figure having four straight sides. Yeah, it's it's multiple shapes. That's what mine <laughs> could be. I have all with, shapes. It's, I have anything everybody. with a four-sided figure and having uh, straight lines. Straight okay. Sides. Mm-hmm. I'm joking. Like, my shape can always change into whatever shape that has. So you're like sides. the uh, Pokemon Ditto of uh, shapes. Mm-hmm. Like. I mean, there is a Pokemon called Polygono something. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, okay. That should no. That should be it's called Polygono something. Um. But yeah, I would recommend Julio yeah. <laughs> Torres is my favorite. Porygon, Porygon, that's the that's the guy. Porygon. Um, how about you, John? Your thoughts? Oh, I gave it. It's Porygon. Oh wait, no, no. my thoughts for uh, Problemista. Problemista. Uh, I like. They say he's like a toy inventor, 
that, I didn't get that at all. And I, then I, I was like, it. when they mentioned that, and then in the the trailer they did it really quick, and then he's like, oh, is he like a struggling toy inventor? Because it seems like he can't invent. Is he a Wonka? Like, like all in? Yeah, that's what I'm mind. wondering too. And then to me, it has a very whimsical. Uh, like some similar to Big Fish, I'm assuming the style yeah. of this. Like he's telling a story to the mother about the American dream about like everything is an hourglass, but it's not really. It's a big lie to make it, you know, in his mind to make it feel more comfortable for the mother. Like, oh yeah, yeah. So she doesn't worry. Yeah, worry and stuff like that. But then he gets more in depth, like dig a deep, deeper hole. It seems like, and then the lie becomes worse and worse. And then yeah. because you also want to be able to like do things yourself i mm-hmm. might prove to yourself and to your parents that no i'm i can do this and then you know, you know. I, I, I didn't even notice that was uh tilda tilda Swin- swinton with the reddish hair until now <laughs> she can look old and haggard <coughs> yes. and stuff but then it's like oh and then and then you see her on the red carpet and she is smooth and taut as like yeah. a type of very pale angel demon or whatever well, yeah. you want to yeah. say I, I do like too that Riza is credited as Bobby. I wanted to say his name is Digital in the movie. Maybe. His, uh, that's one of his uh, 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 alias. Not, he's not in the trailer, yeah. okay, but so I just saw it. his name. But his name. I think, in the- you know what trailer? I think I gave I I asked you to to watch the wrong trailer. It's the first trailer that came out. I think I, I when I was googling it, I just saw that one and just. <laughs> oh, and so I think yeah. I think Riza has is shown in there, and I think he's. He's like a male person, I want to say. Like, uh, that's a friend. Like, I, I, like I identify he, as a, a male. male. Like, his gender? <laughs> his gender identity? No, no, no. A male person, like M-A-I-L. Uh, male oh, person. I think it's him. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So we're watching the other trailer Where there's like that has more, by. they have more, like, uh, critical acclaim to Points. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Tell the story a little bit more yeah. than what we saw. Yeah. But it's on, it's on silent. So right now we, we kind of understand what's happening, but... <laughs> I like that um, his hair throughout the whole film trailer too has this little uh little anime. Clip, yeah, what do you call clip? that? Like cowlick hair or mm-hmm. the thing? Because I used to have that too a little bit. Well, because he's a he's basically a novice. He's a what do they call an ingenue? You know? Yeah. A what? Ingenue. What's an ingenue? It's an ingenue. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> ingenue is French. Ingenue. What I'm like typing. Um, I'll I'll say my thoughts really quick. Yeah, <laughs> um, it does have that you know internal sunshine and spotless oh, okay. mind, like the Michelle Gondry and Charlie Kauf- Kaufman vibe. If you mm-hmm. uh, watch their were films, the, what were those two names you just said? Are those people? Uh, Michelle those Gondry, directors. other directors. Uh, yeah, um, you, it's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless, but they they made that mm-hmm. movie uh, mm-hmm. together. Well, the one with them. I rewind. Yeah, yeah, or please, like they. It looks like Julio Torres is like inspired by because it, it looks like there's a lot of practical effects uh, going on oh, with yeah. the effects itself. Like very, you could tell he he created those effects. Um, if you look at his artsy stuff uh, on the like he does like art installations or something like that on the side, uh, it's like that. It's very colorful, uh, awkward looking. Um, there's a sketch I would recommend that he wrote for SNL that I oh, think really? will get a uh, idea what this movie might be. <laughs> um, it's called uh, the cut, the cut for time goddesses of creation with Christian wig. And the whole premise is about these goddesses who are creating life in mm-hmm. for the earth, basically. Uh, but they're creating 
Kristen Wiig's character is creating these weird ones. And they're, they're being oh, accepted. like here's menopause or here's yeah. like no no no, no like you... they're mostly creatures like animals oh, oh like um, a platypus like why do we need this yeah 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 so that's the whole joke but if you watch that SNL sketch it has it has a similar um, vibe a to this movie yeah wait was he uh, a there's writer? also Wells for Boys is another one I would recommend uh, was he a writer or just yeah he was a writer to... he I don't think he writes anymore oh, wow. uh, but he was a writer during that time. Like probably want to say not Kristen Wiig. I think Kristen Wiig was like a guest, uh, a, a host at that uh-huh. sketch, but it was like probably a couple of years ago, like three or four years ago. Uh, he had the weirder ones, like not the non, like you know, um, it's like those sketches that are pre-made. Um, oh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, yeah. the in between ones, not the live ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're in between. Yeah, yeah. But I recommend those. Uh, I think he has. There's like on YouTube, you could watch a bunch of them, but. He's a uh, interesting fellow with his ideas. Uh, kind of awkward, but also funny. But highly recommend my favorite shapes. Uh, so looking forward to this. He's a young um, man, right? Like his 20s or like 30s? I think he's now in his late 20s. Because like when I watched him, he was like in his mid-20s. <laughs> so <laughs> that was like five years ago, five or six years ago. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Uh, it's it, it's uh, it's um, release time is like indefinite right now because of the writer yeah. strike and the uh, actor strike. So it might come out sometime next year. It was supposed to come out this like right now. Uh, the, oh really? Uh, yeah, like a couple of weeks ago. It was it was supposed wow. to come out in the past yeah. too. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's it for our week. Oh, not our week. Our trailer talk going towards our weekly round. Let's start off with something uh, brutal and uh, gruesome. Uh, yeah. John, you played something uh, online. Oh, no, but you oh shoot. You never played that. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Oh, the uh, weekly rounders. <laughs> what is it? What did you say? Uh, yeah, I played uh, Guns. That's the studio that made it. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's the studio. It's called Gun. Are you sure? I have here Sumo Digital develop it. Develop it? Oh, yeah. did they produce Sumo it? Sumo Digital? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I maybe maybe because uh, gun is everywhere so, on here. The word right. gun, <laughs> yeah, the word gun, yeah, is a uh, uh, gun is a concept design studio and publisher with a passion for horror. It, no, it is gun. It has to be gun, right? I guess both of them made it because uh, okay. Either way, gun is the oh, one there's I a yeah 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 yeah. So the, the <laughs> sumo uh, develop and, it, gun uh, published it. Wait, so never mind. They publish it? I thought they're the ones who uh, no. develop under, it. No, on their wiki, it says, yeah. Anyway, uh, just, just okay. <laughs> either, way, either way, yeah, yeah. Either way, because I'm just saying that because they also, Gun is the one that also uh, helped make uh, Friday the 13th the game. So if oh, that makes sense. Back, yeah. Uh, it's another asymmetrical type game uh, where you've it's a group of people versus another group of people, but it's also like not... It's not like a three-on-three. Three. It's always, you know, one-on-four, three-on-four, whatever. This one's a three-on-four type game. Um, your Friday night? AKA, huh? AKA your Friday night? My Friday night? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like, uh, So John likes to get, on Friday nights, get with three-on-four people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I get it's it. Friday night. We, where we go out and eat some spaghetti. Um, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what are you guys talking about? We go to a nice Italian restaurant, Olive Garden. Uh, a no nice plug. Italian restaurant, Olive Garden. Wow, that's uh, I, I say that's like I think that's uh, uh what do, what do you call those type of the the tire Michelin uh, star restaurants? 
Oh, really? It's a tire? Sh- yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah. A tire. Chewy like a tire. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a horror game. It's very similar to Dead by Daylight. If you ever played that, this one's different. It's three killers or the family, would you say, versus victims, four victims. Victims have to find ways to get out by you know getting keys for doors, uh, turning off generators for gates, and the family just tries to kill them. <laughs> um, so it's based on the first the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie uh, from uh, Hooper. I forgot his first name. Toby mm-hmm. Hooper? I want to say Toby. It's probably not. But, uh, the director of the film? Yeah, the, the, the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now I'm like forgetting his uh, name for it. But um, uh, <laughs> it literally just says Hooper. To- Toby Hooper. Yeah, I was right. No, That's how you say, say yeah. his name, right? Toby Hooper? Yeah. Toby, Toby. Um, so yeah, it's basically uh, the way the game starts is that it, it does very... Uh, the aesthetic of it is very of the first film where you hear that. I forgot what was that, that noise. Ee- yeah, that it, yeah. In, it's it's in, a Polaroid. It's yeah, the sound of well, a camera. In in uh what's his name? Uh Michael Bay. Michael Bay version. It's a camera. I I don't know if it's still a camera in the original one, but it's a I think it is supposed to be like, you know, this is the murder scene and we're taking Yes, yeah, yeah. It's like those old fashioned cameras with the huge bulb. Yeah, to yes, yeah. So yeah. it's resetting the bulb. That's the sound. Have you ever played with one of those? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it it takes very long <laughs> to <laughs> to reset. Yeah. It like that's the I think it's just because the I don't know if it has to do with battery or just the way maybe electricity <laughs> something with yeah, electricity. electricity or something. If you looked, I I still use one um for one of my analog cameras, and it still takes a lot to reset. <laughs> How come those light bulbs explode sometimes? They go too far. It's you probably too them? much. Yeah, probably. Uh, you could. I think you could control the, the. So it has to be the watts when you think about. Yeah, yeah watts. Yeah. Have to be watts. If mm. you overload it, it will just explode. Yeah, I just see that in movies, and it's like, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> when, when they're trying to do a transition, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, it's a very quick game. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, it most of the matches last from five to ten minutes. Uh, like I said, the killers are the only ones where they have weapons. Well, the victims do have weapons, but it's like a one-time thing. Uh, killers always have the weapons, and then if they kill all four, they win. If you escape, you don't win as like a group, per se. You win as, as an individual, I guess you could say. Um, Is that like frowned upon or something? You get less no, points? No, no. Well, yeah, I guess you get less points because you are similar to like Dead by Daylight or any type of game like this. Uh, the more tasks you do in-game, the more experience points uh-huh. you get. XP, uh, for sure. Uh, so you try to like drag it more and more so everyone has a good time. It's it's more of like you're playing this role in the movie and you try to play that role well. Yes, you can be like the best player, but um, you only get this certain amount of points. If you actually like play more intensely, I guess, in the game, then you get more and more points. Uh, and you can help like other teammates too, because you can help them, uh, you know, dig through certain objects so you get more points or whatnot. Uh, I only play mostly as a family. I play a couple of times as the killers, very intense as a killer or not killers as victims. Uh, the way it's fun is very different from Dead by Daylight because the way the game starts as a victim, you're literally tied up underground. Oh, I don't like so that. So there's like three main bases. All of them have uh, upper ground and lower ground. So you're tied up lower ground and you have to like wiggle your way out of ropes. 
So you should be quiet too. Because if you're too loud, then the family can hear you. The thing, the fun part is Letterface is down there already. So he's just hunting you downstairs. Oh, like as soon as you like uh, when the make game break, starts. Break free. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. When you that's why you should, uh, be quiet. But to get upstairs, you either do two things. You can uh, wait till one of the family members open the door, or you could rumble through like toolboxes to get uh, pickpock. You know, try find tools. It's not you know, it's not very descriptive. It's just you found this tool, you can open a door, and you do like a little mini game similar to Dead by Daylight, where you have to like either push the button a certain amount so you don't make too much noise, and then you can open a door. Uh, the thing is, it feels like a real horror game because you don't know where all your other teammates are. <laughs> so you're either oh, they don't like blip on the nope, screen. no. Mm-hmm. So there is parts where they do little perks where you can see certain characters in all all the characters from the killers to the victims all have little perks that can help you throughout the game. That's why there's a um, communications key in the game. But all the games I play, no one really talks. <laughs> I would say like once in a while, I'll have a group of people that are like. You can tell these two people are working together. They've been playing. They grouped up, but all of a sudden they're just, they're speaking Spanish. So I'm like, oh, I I guess I just have to get context <laughs> clues because they're saying like downstairs. So, but they'll say they'll other than the word downstairs, they're speaking Spanish. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going, you know. Well, it just sounds different like <laughs> in Spanish. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so. Right now, I'm learning Spanish. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, it, I think it's a very fun game. I've been this playing is your um, Rosetta Stone. What's that? What's that one? Yeah. 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 Uh, what do they say in uh, signs again? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix person when he saw the kids and the, when he sees. The I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know he says English. something. That's why. That, I, that's why I hear mostly from. from what was the, it? What's the word? But yeah, it's fun. I, niños, niños. Right now I play as the cook. So if, uh, if you're not familiar with the cook in Texas Chainsaw, he's a cook. He He's like the second the second oldest person besides grandpa in the thing. I thought Leatherface cooked. No, no, but he helps Leatherface. But it, oh. as character-wise, in this game, oh, he see. is the second oldest person. Because grandpa, so grandpa's in this game. The grandpa in the um, film uh in his wheelchair he's in the wheelchair but he's kind of cool the more blood you feed him he yells out this loud roar the more blood there's like five levels to it if you get to the fifth level it's just non-stop roaring so when he roars it's basically a sonar effect oh so and you then can see ping, the victims yeah them. the victims Ooh. yeah so you get to see it so it's fun in that aspect so, but it's, it's so you have to collect blood by hurting the victims or collecting like blood canisters uh, in the game uh but i think it's fun it's a challenging game i don't know if i'm going to be keep playing this i hit a wall recently where my level of this Are you character... okay oh, oh yeah i just hurt my nose and also i understood spanish no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it's it's there's a learning curve to the game i and i learned that curve so fast i'm like as a cook as a character cook i'm like i don't know if i want to play this cook character as much Oh, but I like the character so much because I tried other characters. That maybe maybe my second one is the hitchhiker. Uh, it's a person that can move like the victims, uh, and he also has uh, traps. So it's fun. So the cook has locks, so he can lock doors, so he can block certain areas. So the victims have to have like a second mini game for them to unlock a certain door. So like it's a very 
it's 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 an annoying type of character that I like. Where for the victim side, that you you see like, oh yeah, I have to do the second mini game. I'll skip that, go somewhere else, try to get escape. Um, so I did play uh, Bubba for a little bit. Uh, he's wild. <laughs> he's he's just uh just a like a salt type character. Like all he does is chase with a chainsaw. And that's it. He can like destroy certain things, but. You have to play that person really well, where people are scared of you with that chainsaw because it, it, he's kind of like bulky type character that doesn't really move around that. It's well. it's very unwieldy if you don't have the skills. No, yeah, I, mean, I, I I was at like leveling up that character, so a lot of my little perks is mostly, uh, what do you call that? Uh, ag- not agility. I forgot the word they use in the game, but movement. A lot of the movement because mm-hmm. I, I don't like walking slow in games, so. I put all my points in his movement more. So oh, I, when, okay. when I see something, I can just chase it down, try to uh, chainsaw them. But uh, the game's very gruesome. They do cut away, though, to a lot of the gruesome parts. They show the blood, but it's not like you're seeing something. There's like one, the, the, the execution. So when a killer uh, gets to a victim that has low health, low health they can execute the, the victim. All of them have like very simple execution, but... If you're Leatherface, you're literally with that chainsaw and they cut away so many times from the violence. And it's kind of funny because I was playing as a victim and then chainsaw guy, Leatherface, uh, cut off my head. But cool. because the physics of the game, my head was just bouncing, connected to my body. <laughs> and just like doing that weird, like, um, what do you call that? Doll uh, Rag thing? Doll? Ragdoll thing with mm. the body. And then like it just kept going everywhere. I was like, oh, this is weird <laughs> and kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, I wish more people played this. Like people I know, wink, wink. You get it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, it's fun because I, I know like Dead by Light Daylight is one killer versus four. This one you have three killers. It doesn't even necessarily need a three people. You can have like two killers and then one like random person. But it's cool. those other two can communicate, similar to like the the victims and stuff like that. But uh, I've shown this to like people who play these type of games, and they say it looks kind of difficult more. Worse than Dead by Daylight <laughs> because you have to like scrumble as a victim. You have to find those uh, components to open doors and stuff. So you it was scrumble. like, uh, so scrumble. is this sort of like oh, an escape room type of? Not escape room where there's like puzzles. It's more like everything's on the map, but you have to find it. Like what? All, all there's four doors to get out of. So that's good, right? You, you have mm-hmm. things. But there's so one is a uh, uh, a pressure pipe. You have to find. Uh, when you find it, you have to go to that pressure thing and then open the door because the door will open uh, when you release the pressure. But that pipe is anywhere on the map. <laughs> so you just look for that pipe that opens that door. And uh, then other ones are like, you, uh, the simplest way to get out though is always one door where you just have to lock pick, but it's the hardest door to find. So a lot of the p- people will try to go to that, but we're always blocking it, you know, that area. The killers, you mean? The, the killers. And then. Another one is protected by a battery. All you do is you turn off the battery and then open the gate and that's it. And the last one is like the basement one. And that one's harder because you have to find a fuse. And the fuse is upstairs. Get the fuse downstairs. Put in the thing. Do the little puzzle and open the door that's downstairs. Okay. So you can I can see how irritating that is. <laughs> yeah. And then most of the time it just feels like the killers or the family wins most of the time. But uh I mean, I don't mind because I mostly play as a family. <laughs> and I, I feel like I need to rewatch Texas Chainsaw because uh, I'm, I I like the vibe of this game and I want to see that movie more. You want to feel it. You want to feel it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I guess moving on to something, another property that's big right now, a uh, horror property. Uh, you two also watch something. Oh, yeah. So we watched three movies, but they're all kind of... Uh, it's a theme, but not really. A theme, theme. and not really. Uh, which one do you want to start, Audrey? I guess this for ex- me, the first one. I, I've never watched The Exorcist. And then uh, seeing that there, there's a new movie based on this franchise, I decided to watch The Exorcist. Um, it's good. <laughs> I see why people... <laughs> The 1973 like one. Yeah, the 1973 How's, one. How's uh, um, Russell Crowe's uh, Italian accent? Is he speaking well, Italian in here? No, no, no that's, that, that's, that's the Pope's accent. Uh, oh, okay. oh, yeah. The original yeah. Uh So I'm going to lead up to there real quick. Okay. I like the Exorcist. It's really good. I see all the practical effects. I see why every other horror film references film, all the little like demon things about the priest and stuff like that. I, I uh, it's I see why like I and I really enjoyed everything about it. I really liked the last act because it caught me off guard, especially the the things that happened to the priest. I did not see that coming at all, and just and then the performance from Linda Blair, Blair is really fun. Uh, I, I'm surprised she can change her voice <laughs> that deep. Uh, no, it's not her. I forgot who plays the voice actually as the 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 demon in here. Mm. Um, but yeah, I see that. The the thing that caught me not off guard, but when she starts walking down the stairs, for some reason I thought that would be like a much bigger scene. It is just a small part of a scene overall scene. And I was like, oh, yeah. I, I think that just impacted people that audience. It in is the, cool, in the seventies, and so now that's redone all so much. Yes, now yes, yes. Into more extreme. But I thought she'll have like a demon face. She still has her kid face in that scene. You don't spinning. think that's yeah. more? No, I do. But yeah. every reference I see that is always with a demon face. So, so yeah. I was expecting that. Well, I, th- I think because when they're trying to do the reference or spoofs and stuff, you recognize the the, the demon face. Yes, so yes, it yes. Make sense it's like the it's, it's like Star uh, uh, Spaceballs with Star Wars to me, where mm-hmm. I can't think about. I think of Yoda, but I think of the Schwartz. Uh, you can't. Yoda. You can't differentiate. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I think that has higher in me. Like uh, the I, I resonate with that film more for some reason. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, I did watch Scary Movie. The, the, the <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's why I'm referencing that stuff, and then that's yeah. why it's like, oh, that's that's why I see mostly now is the scary movie parts of it, not the actual Exorcist. And then re- watching re or not rewatching. Mine is from, watching this. Uh, besides Scary Movie is. Um, Austin Powers. I oh. think it's the first one or the second one. I can't remember. But when it's uh, Dr. Evil and his chair is like, he says it's like possessed. And he's like, I need an old priest and I need a young priest. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that, that word, uh, power of Christ compels you. I didn't know it was like a big thing in this film. They do it for oh, like a good two minutes in the film. And I was like, oh, that's why yeah. all these parents do this to their kids when they, you know, when the kid act bad, they, they say that and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. It's it's uh, funny you mentioned the Exorcist because the director William uh, Freakin died recently, like a couple of weeks ago, and I was oh, like, re- yeah. I was rewatching interviews because he's you know he's like this prolific director has made like tons of movies, um, but the Exorcist is like the one that people remember him from. Uh, but mm. it's funny because you were mentioning the priests in the last was it the last act. There's yes, the, yes. Too. So that that's a, not not the not the priest that's played by um what's his name? There's another priest, right? There's and two, then, one old one and one young one. Yeah, no, so the one. older one is actually a priest. Is an actual priest. Oh. <laughs> oh, I yeah. didn't know that. That's also a slash actor? 
He's pre-slash yes, actor? Yes, yeah, yeah. So, or they're like, or they walked into church, say, hey, oh, I, Max I, need, von I need to have somebody come yeah, in. Yeah, I think that's a, is that him? Or is it another person? I'm trying to remember, but he mentioned someone, one of the priests is like an actual priest, and he had to like uh, direct them really well because it took him like so many takes to do his job, like his acting oh. part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he asked him if he could like slap him one time the director just so he could get in the mood of what's happening that you're like um, in danger angry and yeah, yeah and angry and then he slapped him he allowed him to slap him and he like it worked and it, 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 it they got the shot that they wanted for that particular scene. i don't know what scene it was i, I, I want to say it's that last scene because i remember they said you had to be frantic and everything yeah, yeah. i don't know um I don't know which priest is it uh, in it. Um, let's lead us to. So we also watch part two, uh, heretic. The heretic. Heretic. The heretic. Don't actually know what that word means. Uh, oh, just oh to, you know what it means. Uh, what do you What do you think it means in religion? A person believing in our practicing religion. Oh, okay. Heresy. heresy. Yeah, oh, heresy. heresy. Oh, and <laughs> heresy becomes heresy. So now look up heresy. Heresy is the thing where if I. Belief of opinion, contrary. Or Are you honest. really going to do all these uh, prequels and sequels? It's like I just googled it. I was like, "Well, I didn't realize there's so there's many." A lot. Right there's now. a yes. lot. Yes. So this one's very different, very odd film. That if you watch The Exorcist and watch this back to back, it is. It's like a very. Um, they're like not related. They're not, They're related only by Linda Blair, and that's it. But it's a very. What do we? They swing back, not swing, but it's like a. 180 type feel to the film because this one's more about religion versus science yeah. in a way but also how like science help religion or prove religion yeah, <laughs> this weird yeah. Way too. yeah. Um, and like mental illness yeah about mental illness and bit. stuff and yeah. then uh, even about like uh it has this shining feel to it too like this like these these people have powers. Yeah. <laughs> like, such so people have powers and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, it's a very, like, different film. I want to watch part three now just to see what... what you know what why this was made, right? Just because it's like a cash grab. I remember they mentioned that. It feels like... like it feels like, like it. Yeah, because William Frederick said, like, uh, the studio went up to them, or asked them to, like, make a sequel, but they want no part of it because it was difficult to work with Warner Brothers to make the first oh, one. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, okay, let's just make this low-budget one just for a cash grab. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, I did enjoy, uh, what's his name? Uh, Earl Jones. Uh, uh, Darth Vader. Yeah, Darth Vader. He's really oh, he's, good in it. Oh, wow. Okay, he's, he's in Earl here. Jones in it. Yep, mm-hmm. yeah. They, they do a really cool part in here where they, they show him and they, they do a little trickery with him i was like oh okay movie I, I trickery. See that. Yeah. you know that ben right movie trickery movie trickery little like, movie magic you know like what are i have talking here? about like um <laughs> i'm trying mm-hmm. to think of that Lindsay lohan movie where they're twins um parent trap <laughs> yeah like that where that's a movie trickery where you shoot two actors uh, different you just, you, is that you, what you, you mean just, is that what you, what? Put, a mirror, no, no, you just no, put a no. mirror between them and she's looking like she's talking to herself <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's 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 a okay film I, I i think i appreciate more of just like how goofy it is and silly is it and then there is a good practical like we're destroying this house poltergeist type scene there yeah yeah the That's special effects cool. is like wow uh i really liked and then that 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 part alone is like very fun. like that like that scene would be fun to see like on the universal studio yes yes yeah, if they if you want to see a cracked house yeah. um 
So this leads us to 2023, the Pope's Exorcist. <laughs> this is uh, I, mean, I, I just realized the Pope's Exorcist has nothing to do with like the original. No, franchise. no, I didn't even realize that the Exorcist is based off of a book, and that book that oh, yeah, priest, yeah. that's what this one is. Yeah, based yeah, off of this yeah. man. Yes. Uh, so it's like the version of uh, the Da Vinci Code, which is based yes. on that one. Yes. Yeah. Tom yeah. Hanks character so, I his name. like all this leads into like you know another uh, kill them all oh there it is <laughs> uh, uh, so we watched this uh, the this is like a mini kill them all just yes, it is. Uh, Russell Crowe is in it uh, he plays a priest uh, he, he is, is the, the old priest the old priest named Father Gabriel Amar how do you say that uh, Amor- uh, Amoros so it's based on the real priest that the Pope hired to do exorcism. And in this the priest is 80s. so cool. He rides a Vespa. A Vespa. And he has a little hat and glasses. He has, he has the. He ve- rides from Italy to Spain yes. on a Vespa. He has the very. Um, the, that, that silhouette of the original exorcist priest, like that. He has that the hat, the briefcase, all that, the trench coat, the black trench coat. Um, so yeah, this, this is a new film. It's a very. It's almost. A, like it's paying tribute to like the exit, like those type of films. These the last scenes in here, you know, young priest, old priest, a lot of like talking demon. You've seen in other films like The Conjuring or the the what you call that? What, Emily Rose, I forgot that one. The, the Exorcism, whole, the Exorcism, uh. Emily Rose. But it's, it's that basically. But this one is more a little more goofy too because uh russell crowe it's like not a, goofy like that but there are like some fun parts where yes. you're like do it do it do it and they did it you're like very yes. action like it's that action it's like those scenes in the like comic book movies where you're like oh yeah yay the, the, the hero did this type scenes and russell crowe plays a very like playful priest almost like a peter parker-esque like joking joke. yeah they yes. say, they're like why are you always joking and it's like the devil hates jokes so yes. like that's part of his personality now is that he has to have jokes like if, yeah if he, i was... even his his advice to a young priest is learn some jokes he's like what do you mean the devil hates jokes so mm-hmm. like when you're taunting the devil you have to make jokes and the jokes yeah the devil really hates jokes he goes, oh, knock, knock, keep that in my uh, back pocket now <laughs> uh so that's why i really i think i like the movies it reminded me of peter parker spider-man and that's a pull quote from John. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> I also enjoyed the performances of everyone. It's a very like it's there's a lot of CGI stuff in here, like blood and stuff that, that uh, you know, you have to look past a little bit. Uh, you could tell right away there's like CGI stuff everywhere. Uh, but I really enjoy the ending. It is a, a fun little goofy, not goofy in a sense, but silly. Like it, it, ben, imagine if if um, Samuel Jackson all of a sudden to ask you like, uh, I'm 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 creating a uh, a division inside the uh, Vatican. Oh my God! There is an <laughs> Avengers Assemble scene in here. There okay. is there is a uh, the Popeverse is going to yes. be true and real, and you're going to. I kind of want to see this. I want to see the Popeverse. Is it like now. referring to also like old popes? Like, or do do we know these no, other no, no, characters? Like, no, no, they so, might recruit more popes to fight. Because okay, so like you know, okay. oh, you know, in the Bible, like, ooh, I'm going to cast you out of heaven, right? Boom, he goes down on the ground, right? But you know who else came down with 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 the the dragon, the demon, the devil? 200 of his fallen angels. Yes. So guess what, Ben? We have 199 more spots to find. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we are doing they the have, next They have weeks. a map of where all the where they, they landed. Do, they do. It's so, awesome. uh, what now is going 
<laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my god. So uh, like if they do do like a this universe, I'm I I always say I will watch it. I know okay. it's like a very um retreading of that exorcism style. It is very retreading of the original exorcism too. Like the the way they do all the little um chants and stuff like that. Well, I think those are just those are staples. You yeah, those are staples. Do, yes. But I'm here for like Vespa Pope exorcist guy oh to god, yes. uh help rid the world. And this 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 place this takes place in 1987. So they still have like, you know, decade he the real person died in 2016, RIP. So mm-hmm. I can, I want to see his adventure. I think Russell Crowe played too old of a person for this role. I wish it was a younger person so they can like like Pedro Pascal real. or something. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that would be kind of cool. Well, they have a young priest. I think I think it's supposed to be that. Okay, yeah, he's always going to die soon, but the young priest will then. Well, he won't die. Until, he won't die till 2016. Well, no, 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 I'm saying like 20 years. You know, <laughs> yeah. in the movie, in the movie idea, you know. It'll be he'll become an old priest and then he'll recruit another young mm-hmm. priest. Yep, yeah. But yeah, I'm uh waiting for that. Uh yeah, universe. there's one hundred and ninety nine more places to find that. Yes. The <laughs> the the way they mentioned that, it's so it's so like, oh man, you could do so much. That's awesome. information. <laughs> but yeah, that's Pope's Exorcist. Did you like it? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. It was fun. Okay, there now you're oh, where where'd you watch this? Netflix. Netflix or HBO, one of those. I forget. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll put it on. Mm-hmm. If it's that, uh, having fun like that. Um, moving on to something more lighthearted. Um, Audrey, what did you watch? I watched a few months ago. Um, maybe uh, what was it? The big uh, the big nailed it baking challenge. So this is Nicole Byer is back and Jacques Torres is back. They are. It is the the baking show. Um, with really bad bakers <laughs> and uh <laughs> but it's you know so basically nicole and jacques are like you know what we spend i don't know how many seasons seven say seven seasons of eating horrible cake blah, and horrible desserts blah. you know what we're gonna do now we're gonna get still bad bad bakers uh, but we're also gonna give them two experts to help them teach the basic skills which i really really like so basically the, the beginning part of it is um they will get to learn a skill and then they have to apply it in the big challenge. Right. And then there's the, um, there'll be an elimination and then, you know, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller, but each, each episode that you are on, you will learn a new skill and then your neck, the big challenge, you have to apply that new skill and the previous skill you do. So of course, by the end, the very last challenge, you have to apply all the skills that you have learned and give you Uh, you a big hoopla sort of thing like that. Um, I really enjoyed the, um, Contest, are they called contestants? The contestants um, on here, um, bakers, bakers, yeah. Or I think he calls. I think he chefs. calls them chefs. Yeah, pastry chefs. There is a uh, one old lady uh, who carried a knife very uh, menacingly. <gasps> yes, yes, Murphy. It was. It was <laughs> she um, agrees. She agrees. She agrees. Um, and there are some people that uh, kind of get a little bit. Oh, I don't. I, I don't know if I, I enjoy you, but I think that the, all most people they had here were really. Um, how do you say? Uh, each each episode, I found somebody to root for and who you you know I empathize with and identify with. And some of these people, they their skills like got really good, and yeah. I was amazed by some of the things that they were able to create. And I was like, damn. Yeah, I just... think they should have more shows like this because giving them a chance or showing them a skill or instead the of ex- skill, instead the of skill ex- part. Ex- ex- it's exploit, very different explo- from yeah, them, yeah. It's know? very different from other. Well, they did their, you know, their past seasons other things where yeah they, they're, they're mm-hmm. bad then they don't show their skills but this one they did a great job at basically building up their skill and then 
it's very optimistic. Like every episode feel like you're not there. It's, it's, you know, how like some reality shows, there's always like one villain or like one person. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's but this one in. is not like that. It's very, everyone is in it for, for each other, for each other. Yeah. And then uh, very uh, inspirational for each other and stuff. Yeah. Like and that. that's what I really like too. And one thing that I think that, uh, like kind of how you mentioned that you wish more reality shows would kind of follow suit would be on the, the end of the episode when you do have to eliminate somebody, you know, that's really sad and it hurts. But with this one, um, that person who gets eliminated, they get one minute to raid. They, they call it a pantry raid, like, you know, like a panty raid. So they get to go into the pantry and take anything and everything that they want. Yes. So they can take it home, you know, so it's like, even though you lost, you're not going to get, you know, a thousand dollars or the big 10,000, whatever, uh, prize money you get to take home you could take home like 20 mixers if you want what like whatever you can whatever you, camera, whatever whatever's not bolted said, down you can yeah. take with you basically and i think you said the camera at one point yeah one person took the gopro that was on the thing he's like i'm taking that too and they're like okay <laughs> which was fun i thought that was really nice you know i i it's very something nice to watch when um when you're feeling kind of low you're like yeah you go yep yeah yeah, was this sounds any... interesting. Like the, I like the aspect that you said. Like they ask professionals to help them. Yeah, and and they're they're really nice. I think one is like maybe more in the traditional sense of like went to schoolness. I think one person like became famous through like uh, social media, and you know got their skill that way. So I liked how they're like validating people's experiences. Like, oh, even though you didn't go to big pastry school, you know, you still. But you learn it online. Yeah, and, and you sh- and you're, you actually practice, have a, a yeah. talent and a skill for yep, it. Yeah. Sort of thing. And what, what shows that all oh, like normal people, oh yeah, I can learn it too. You, I don't have to have had um, professional training in order to yeah. enjoy uh, something at home. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Nicole and Jock are very funny. They actually do skits now. They do, yeah. Then, <laughs> they yeah. do oh, skits okay. In between. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, the way they design the studio, there's like a room where they cook there's like a green room area and there's another room where they like the contestants are just by themselves separate from the the host so they 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 can do skit Uh, the skits parts are of course filmed in advance or in the past or whatever and they just input it but they they do it so well that they you know edit it in the way where it makes it feel like one episode like it's a it, it, it gels well, basically. Oh, and and one thing I thought was really nice was the the penultimate episode. They got to the people who survived. They got to then recreate their very oh, first. Their yes. very oh, first that's cool. But now they have their, all yes. the knowledge and yes, yeah. and then that's it awesome. shows a lot of how much they improvement. It was so cool because if you see like oh, and then they do an art show for them. So they show oh, like yeah, they yeah. have pictures of all their stuff. So and, like the last two people, they show like. Uh, art show with a table of like fan favorite uh, judges and stuff like that. They will they'll eat their food that they made them for, but they also showed like pictures, like an art gallery of all their past cakes and bakery stuff that was like pretty cool. It was like oh, they're appreciating their work. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you don't see that as, uh, in the past, basically. So it's like it's really nice. That's why I say like it's a very optimistic show where it just shows you like if you work hard. This, this, or even work hard, even practice, you know, learn the, the skills you can apply them and then get better and better. I don't know how many weeks or days this is filmed. But- well, so when they do reality shows, I always say, oh, week one, week two. I don't even know if that's true or if it's like we do this in like a couple weeks. We actually film in two weeks and each day of filming is like 12 hour days and yeah. like that's one episode. I don't know really know how. Um, usually they are film in the span of like 
two months. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Oh, <laughs> so, like, wow. so, so do you really have to commit? Like, I cannot be home for two months. Yes. Like, yeah. 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 That's uh, that's usually how uh, reality tells. That's the one thing uh, we don't see behind the scenes is that they're the commitment, especially like the like these uh, challenging like um what do you call it like Master Chef or like mm-hmm. The Bachelor. They do take weeks. <laughs> um, bachelor, you actually had to commit for three months. Oh, dang. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was one mom talking about how she really misses her son. And like, you know, she dedicated this, like this one to him or he likes this. Or, yeah. You know, it was just like, I think like her and her husband like kind of got divorced recently. And so it was just kind of been them too. So it was a hard thing. And I think one of them, of course, every reality show, like in one random challenge or something, you get like a call, call from home or something like that, you know. Oh, sort of. That was fun to yeah. see people. Oh. It is tough because I think they are not even allowed to have their phones with them. Uh, yeah, which well, I actually, find I don't odd. know about. I don't know about the cooking shows. Bachelor, I can understand they can't have phones on them. But, uh, but like, why? Why can't cook- you have contact with your family? I don't understand. In why. the Bachelor, I think it has to do with like, yeah, like, like, oh, research, uh, Jennifer Smith. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the reason why. It. But they do. I know they do have time on the phone like i think the producers allow them to have like an hour or two like talking to you know like if they have children or a, a parent or someone they want to keep caught con- like they the the whole it, it's weird like i was reading about this like to prepare yourself for like reality shows to be in the there's, zone or something yeah there's like a whole process to it like you i uh okay so going back because it's funny you mentioned this because in master chef what happened was I think it was like season one or two, something happened where someone uh, after the show they uh, committed suicide because oh. how the 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 stress happened, and then oh. uh, now what they do is like before they do any type of show, they oh. like I think they send them to like a therapist, like someone to make sure that they're in the right mind to be on these shows oh. without going. Yeah, well, that's healthy. Um, that's good because yeah, 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 yeah. Even like if you, once you saw when you see that Master Chef the next season, you could tell like the attitudes and the the atmosphere, the environment they were putting uh, that next season. You could tell like they're trying to take care of the contestants now. Like they're it, trying to it, isn't that like a tradition in like chefery and baking? Yes, like yeah. very 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 angry and uh, yeah. yeah. This is the uh, Master Chef is the show from um what's his name? He's the is famous. That one he yells at people. Yeah, 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 but he wasn't the reason why. I think that's. I think they were they were doing the investigation. Uh, it wasn't something he particularly said. I think it was the overall stress of the show. Like, like, um, like this was my one last chance to prove to myself that yes, I am worthy yeah, of yeah. life, and I didn't, and so now I'm going to do that. So. Yeah, well, that's it's sad. a tragic like story if you uh, read it up. Because I was, I was the reason why I know all this, <laughs> not because mm-hmm. of, I worked in the reality shows, but because uh, during the pandemic when we were watching, you know, you need something watch, we, we yeah we binge like Master Chef, oh. and then like one of the things we were, I was curious because they, uh, I was like looking up like has anyone you know, uh, is, has okay. anything ha- tragic happened in reality shows and like that's one of the things I that's a weird thing to search Ben that sounds like some other I think it was like me wondering <laughs> like how much reality is these shows I don't know mm-hmm. uh, I mean there's also like there's a never, I don't want to get down to this rabbit hole <laughs> tra- mm-hmm. tragic events yeah, yeah. that happen during reality shows I mean exploiting shows. human beings for their yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for entertainment of others sure yeah yeah uh, it's already bad enough that they're ready in these shows. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah. 
But I feel like the the big nail that baking challenge is more fun. I, I, I think, yeah, I like watching yeah. those. Like yeah. I had to stop kind of watching what people call or uh, what is it like trash reality, where it's like it's purposely like it's oh God like like Nine Day Fiance and those types of things. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if Bachelor would be even considered under those type of things, where it's very like uh not superficial but it's like very like uh like you end up hating people and you're like you know and like you're like the people in really bad situations and stuff and then you feel it's almost like i like to watch this sort of thing because it makes me feel good about myself because i'm not that bad right you know yeah. sort of thing and I, that that was a rabbit hole that i kind of went into during the pandemic and i was like you know this is not really good for me or those people so i don't want to watch those types of shows and then somehow i found nailed it and something and that really helped me during some uh hard times you know yeah I, I think i'm in the same vein because like now i like watch like the floor is lava <laughs> yeah <laughs> something fun, you know? something fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, did I tell you too that when during the panic, during the floor of lava, we actually because I was I was convinced <laughs> that we could do that. Like I was really convinced we could do that. So we actually made a line of like how far they could jump from one uh, object mm-hmm. to the next, and yes. we were we were testing ourselves to see because you know how, like they don't have a running start. They had to like no, jump no. from yeah, and then we had to test ourselves like can we actually <laughs> do this? And we yeah we we fail we fail we don't know. We don't, we don't have no athletic ability to do any of that stuff. Well, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Plus, you have to, like, climb things. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but aren't there... I I've actually haven't watched, like, a full episode of Floor is Lava. I kind of... I'm remembering more of, like, you know, Double Dare and... Uh, it's the, the same. It's the, exactly the, the same the hidden thing, temple. yeah. Are yeah. those furniture sets, are they bolted down? Like, if I jumped on a chair, oh, get, like, like, would it just fall it over? Or so, would some I... of them are, and some of them are not, because they oh, try wow. to trick them by, like... <gasps> see, like oh, see, I... Trick- movie trickery yeah. yeah yeah so they're like they'll jump to this object they're like oh yeah it's it's gonna be floor dead but then it moves and then they mm-hmm. fall in the lava um yeah I, I recommend the floor is lava it's fun it's yeah anyway mm-hmm. anything that's else you did this week no. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. uh so that's on netflix right now you could watch the big nail the big nailed it baking challenge um i'll continue on something really quick that i watch I mentioned it to you too when we after we watched Bottoms, but I watched uh, Emma Sellingen Sellingman's uh, first feature film, which is uh, Shiva Baby. Uh, it's written mm-hmm. and directed by Emma Shelley Shell. I keep on saying I want to say uh, it's Selig Seligman. Yeah. It's also starring Rachel Sennett, who also stars in uh, the um, Bottoms. Uh, so this place, this film takes place in like one day uh, at a Jewish funeral. Uh, Sennett plays like a college student that is like dealing with a certain dilemma in her life. I don't want to say what it is because it's kind of a surprise in the movie. Is it a Jewish um, dilemma? N- uh, no, it's a personal dilemma uh, that probably people could relate to uh if you were living uh as a college sleep sleeping around you know as ah. a student and whatnot <laughs> so, ah. um so unlike bottoms uh shiva baby is more grounded but still has like this cynical dark comedy uh with it like it's it's still fun to watch because what she's going through is funny um, and then there's like this, like you know, li- lingering tension throughout the film with her dilemma. Uh, that's also entertaining. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's like bottoms. It's the humor's pretty sharp and it's layered. And 
Um, but yeah, if one thing I would say, it feels like the whole movie feels like claustrophobic because you're moving Ooh. throughout this house the whole time, and it's oh, like really? you could feel the characters like suffocating. That's the one so thing. Is it like literally the movie's the whole day at the funeral? Yeah, and it's 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 a reception mostly, uh, mm-hmm. where they go to the a person's house to eat and mingle with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like her trying to navigate through that whole day uh, with her uh, little crisis. Um, don't want to say what it is. It's it's is it's not that major. The crisis isn't as serious as I'm putting out to be. Uh, it's okay, a, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel is like it's something. Dabda? What was it? Dabda? Is she going through Dabda? What's that? What's the five stages of grief or something? Or no, 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 no. It's nothing. It's nothing that poetic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's very like silly, like the what's going on. Um, I appreciate what I appreciate about this movie. It's only like an hour and ten minutes. So this is something that I could watch and not like be sad and like no, 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 no. Emotionally drain me to where I need to then watch a palate cleanser of nailed it. No, 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 no. It's it feels like a episode of like. I don't. I, I don't know why my thinking Seinfeld, but it's like feels like an episode where <laughs> like the the the, the situation is really nothing. Yeah, it's the situation is really nothing, but it's just fun to see someone in this situation because, uh, you know what they are. There's probably something deeper in it. Like you know, I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, I'm not Jewish, but I think there is probably something in it that's deeper. Um, but uh. The I guess you could reset, you know, relate to the film is what they do in the situation. Um, mm, but yeah, like as as us as a Jewish people, how do we deal with death? We don't do it. Like it's actually like, nothing about that. <laughs> it has nothing to do with grief. It's 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 her particular situation. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's very both like you know melodramatic, but also like funny like if this mm. situation she's going through if it was like in an adam sandler's film it's pretty funny like but because trying, it's I, yeah i was trying to say is it like that one what is it not for destiny funeral but the the one where it was a british one and then they made it into an oh yeah 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 uh <laughs> something of the funeral, death at funeral? yeah death death at the funeral like yeah i think death at the funeral so yeah it's similar but uh you know how like that takes that has like several characters dealing with something yes it's just rachel Sennett's character that's dealing okay, with this okay, situation okay. yeah and i think that's the fun part is because you have all these characters trying to figure out how about how uh, i was going to mention that like, it's probably the most relatable thing is about her figuring out how to be an adult <laughs> that's probably like the oh, thing yeah yeah okay. yeah because she is a young st- college student trying to figure out herself. And then mm-hmm. there are these questions lingering among the relatives. Like, what are you going to do with your life? Like, you know, what are you going to be able to do after college? And I think that's one thing people could relate to. Uh, I hate, I hate how adults young. who don't know how to adult themselves are in, in her also very troubled. Then ask the young people like, well, when are you going to be an adult? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actually, uh, yeah, there's like, uh, there's a few of those uh, conversations in here. But uh, yeah, it's Shiva Baby. Uh, the title makes sense when you watch the movie. Because I in my mind, I was like, what is Shiva Baby? And uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to say what exactly what it is, but uh, it's on HBO. Or you can watch on uh, oh, it or is, oh, Max. Yeah. It's on Max right mm-hmm. now. Um, lastly, the last thing I'm lastly the last thing I'm gonna say uh, uh, is the album by a Filipino rap group, uh, Player Two. 
uh, that they did their debut album came out a uh, couple weeks ago called Happy Accidents Volume One. Yes, it's a reference to uh, Bob Ross's um, uh, paintings. You know, Ooh. Happy Accidents. I forgot the few the 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 actual quote. Do you two know the actual? Happy quote. trees or happy accidents? Happy, no, it's both. I it's think. happy accidents. Like if you accidentally dip like a black paint into, a, but you really want to make something green, and you. No, he's asking. Do you know the quote? Or, oh, oh, oh here no, it is. I, there, there are no mistakes, just happy accidents. There like we go. Yeah. yeah, that's the reference. Um, so the the this group, it's a tr- it's actually five people, but I think three of them are actual musicians. Um, these are their rapper names, so I might not pronounce them right. Uh, Ivo Impresso, uh, Luke mm-hmm. April, Wave P are the rappers, musicians, and they have like uh, creative, uh, visual creatives. I guess they do like their albums, their you know the art for the albums. Uh, DJ Fucking, and um, mm-hmm. I think it's Fucking, but it's in the Filipino accent. I don't want to. Fuken? Yeah, Fuken. <laughs> did you just said that you um, don't want to be like racist or like. I, no, like, I just don't. I don't think I know. I do an, uh, an incredible. You know how to do Filipino accent? Yeah, no, I don't. I really don't. <laughs> unless I hear it, unless I hear it, and I could probably uh, do it. Just uh, then, like uh, Ven Villariza is the other one. So they they come from uh, Davos, the city of Davos, uh, Davos City, Philippines, which is south of the Philippines. Um, so yeah, their albums and they say like it's inspired by like Kanye, J. Cole, Tyler Crater. But when you listen to that, it, you could hear hints of those artists. But they, you know, they pretty much created like their own type of vibe. Um, I say one of the things that is cool about the albums that they they have different layers of sounds. So like one example, they have this song called uh hdyf which stands for how do you feel and then uh, they have another song called thinking of love uh two of these songs when you listen to them back to back it doesn't sound like the same people are rapping or singing Mm -hmm. uh like uh how do you feel is like this thumping obnoxious beats and then it's about them it's like them boasting about how tough and great they are as rappers and people and then, then yeah. you have thinking of love is like the total opposite. It's like this jazzy piano and drum beat with like uh, with them, like um, professing like their love for this person. <laughs> so it's like it's, it's, you, it's uh, cool. Yeah. Was it? How, how did you come across this? I came across. So I, I always uh, try to find a lot of artists who are Filipino, especially people from like the Philippines. And I always want to I always you know, how like K-pop is like this sensation and i always want to know like other countries too mm-hmm. so it's like philippines is always on my mind about like what are what are what's the music they're making because like i know they're influenced by like american music and then i always yeah. and then like this one because it's all in english so how whole album is in english and then i think one of the rappers does have like a filipino accent but if you didn't like know they're from the philippines it does sound very like from america like it's not uh, there's no trace of them referencing they're from the philippines like there's nothing that they don't shout out like manila or they don't speak in like their native uh tongue like tagalog or any other dialects it's just it's very like you could see like they're trying to open this like album so, uh, so everyone could like enjoy it i guess you could say uh. yeah 
Um, but yeah, they're, they're called player two because they always feel like um, player ones are always the ones that people want to be, but they say like they want to be like the outcast. So player two is like they, they feel like they fit that, 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 uh. that moniker, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, but it's out now on any streaming services. Uh, so it's I was a trying tight... to find them. I can't uh-huh. find them. Player two is two words together. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I've been. I was trying to find them the whole time you're talking, and I was like, no, no. I can't find them. I was like, okay, this makes perfect sense now. Yeah, uh, it's a tight twenty-four minutes with eight songs. So uh, then I say there's no skippable songs. I think, I think wow. the first half of the album is very like you know that obnoxious thumping like beat, uh, and then like the second half is like. They're more like, you know, romantic and like there's songs dedicated to their love, you know, lovers and whatnot. Um, but yeah. And then when you actually Google them and you're like, oh, they're just like regular. They, they, they're not they're not the, the way they dress is very, you know, just they're, they're Gen Zers. That's one thing at this point. All out. these people not, look like our cousins. Yeah. Oh, nothing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, they're they're very much embracing the 90s aesthetic, too. Uh, if you look at them, you know um even like their haircuts like that's very 90s filipino style um but yeah I, it's out now streaming i really hope they do make their way to the u.s at some point to tour because i think they could find uh an audience here i think right now they're very popular in tiktok they say a lot of people use their music to... there's a song literally called tick tick yeah, yeah 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 they made that app words like because of their popularity uh, i think they're the movie the songs that that got them big was like that's my baby and thinking of love um but yeah i say also you to them if you want to see them play i think it's that's my baby live i really recommend that how good their singing is too mm. but yeah that's player two so yeah, really quick, weekly roundup is uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game, the movie The Pope's Exorcist, the Netflix is the Big Nailed It Baking Challenge, uh, the movie Shiva Baby, and the album by Player Two, Happy Accidents, Volume One. That goes straight to our main discussion. This week's main discussion is Bottoms. We were just practicing for a self-defense club. So it's like a fight club? Yes. Just stay in your lane until you're munching Beavert Wesleyan. Yes, sir. What's your plan here? Jeff is psychotic, and they're picking on the weak and defenseless. So we teach a bunch of girls how to defend themselves. They are grateful to us. Adrenaline is flowing. Next thing you know, Isabel and Brittany are kissing us on the mouth. That is a clip of Bottoms. It is starring Rachel Sennett, Ayo Adebiri, Ruby Cruz, Havana Rose Lou, uh, of course, it's directed by Shiva Baby's Emma Seligman. 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 I want to say Seligman. <laughs> um, this is the plot synopsis of Bottoms. Two unpopular queer high school students starts a fight club to have sex before graduation. Um, once again, this movie came out a couple of weeks ago, but it opened wide this past weekend. Uh, I'll start with Audrey. I, this, actually, this is a movie I mentioned to you two that you had no idea what it was a couple of weeks ago, right? No, yeah, no, yeah. No, it wasn't on your two we, radars. Uh, no, we didn't. Uh, we didn't review this trailer before, right? Like a long time. No, ago. I don't think so. Mm, I don't know. Because I remember, like when you said it, I was like, "Is I was like, I don't know what it, I 
doesn't seem familiar, but then I was like, it sounds gay. You know, is it gay? And you're like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very gay. I checked. We didn't talk about it in trailer talk. Um, so, but yeah, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, I liked it a lot. It was really funny. Um, uh, I love the, the, the style that all the kids have. Um, it's very, very late 90s, early 2000s, but it can also be right now. I like how it's... Um, ambiguous i guess in that way to say that you know we could watch it now and we feel connected to it because it feels like when we were in high school or like maybe our kids could watch it now and go like oh yeah those are kids that i see at my school Mm -hmm. you know sort of thing like that um uh i do i do enjoy i do feel like these these actors are i think they do a good job making them feel young or look young i know they're all adults i but think ioa does a great job make feel young too yeah that the, the awkwardness but also the like, voice she puts on yes yeah, yeah. a lot uh, of it is her personality in real like i think in her comic special she does that awkward uh, shy person really and mm-hmm. when we saw her at Clusterfest, that's exactly how she was too oh, yeah <laughs> yeah that's cool um I love the idea of the of a of a girl of of girls starting a fight club or you know under the guise of we want to get sex you know and it's like because you never you I don't think I've ever seen that in any film. No, I think it's always guys trying to throw a party to have sex. And yes, that's yes, it. Like, yeah, like like this story or plot is not new. You know, no, it's no, not no. like super unique, but it's fourteen it's, comedy. Special, yeah, 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 but it's unique in the way of you know, I guess what people call they flip script. But I, I, I don't think it's made in a, um, uh, in in a cheesy way. I think they did no. it really well. They had their own because uh, I'm assuming this is from uh, the director's perspective or the writer's perspective yes. more. Yeah, you know, it, it can be even though I don't know if these events, I doubt these events happen to <laughs> them. But, you know, you can say like, oh, yeah, I've had these types of conversations or or when I was this young, you know, what what would what would we have done sort of thing like that? Um, and I think that's really um, uh, interesting. Like I, it felt it felt very real, but it also felt um, how do you say still lighthearted, but not like, well, I guess no, like campy. I guess it was campy, but campy enough to where it still felt serious. Like I didn't mm-hmm. think like, oh, I'm watching. I didn't feel like I'm watching a bad, a bad acting or a bad storyline i'm watching something that knows exactly what it is uh in and knows when to be serious in these times and when to be um you know stupid silly in these times too you know where you feel you feel really good um uh i think it was i uh what was it it was was it short like an hour an hour or two oh uh, yeah it's a pretty uh, short yeah. film it's like an hour and uh Oh yeah, eighty-eight minutes. It's less than an hour, thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So it was like you know we we have the story. We have um, we know exactly what I want to tell you, and they kind of uh got to it quick. Things weren't super drawn out of like oh we had this uh personal internal dilemma that takes forever. Like like they're they're they do have those, but they have like you know quick transitions, and you kind of get resolved, and you you move on, and you get to have the 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 heroes come, you know, uh, come and save the day sort of thing. I love how the girls get to do, got got to do a football, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and I love how we can get all – I love to see, like, that the girls can get bloody, and it shows, like, oh, yeah, you know, we can um, not, not take a punch, but, you know, like, it's okay to be physical, like, mm-hmm. because it's very much in a thing that women aren't physical, aren't aggressive, or aren't – tough and then it's like no we can 
we can have that. We have the same ability. We can take it and we can use it and go, oh, okay. But then also that when we do this, we don't also become super crazy or super aggressive, like maybe how you would see teen boys doing this sort of mm. thing like that, you know. Um, you use it and you take it and, you know, it's it's interesting to see because they, they talk about serious issues, you know, for a brief moment. Um, but it's, I like how you're able to um, visually see the, all these, uh, how do you say, all the emotional scars and trauma mm-hmm. that girls have to take in and that stay on the inside from when they're young and to, to they carry throughout their life that they could actually show it on the outside. Like all, like I feel like all those different punches, those scars, those uh, broken nose, split lips, blood coming out of your mouth is all the different scars that these girls had to experience. You, in you their can say career. like, yeah, it's like manifest to yes. like, yeah. And I thought that was a really interesting way. That's how I took it is to kind of see that and go, oh, okay, like, you know, we're, there's a lot going on here. It's not mm-hmm. just, a girl in a pretty dress or a girl in, <laughs> in baggy clothes because she feels she has to hide her body and her shape because she's been, you know, uh, 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 how do you say womanized or, you know, yeah. taken advantage for her body. You know, one, one, one woman goes this way. One woman gets advantage for her body. So she shows it off more because she gets attention. And she thinks that's her only value and worth sort of thing. like mm-hmm. that. I liked, I like that sense of it. I thought it was really fun. I'd love to show, um, my niece, this film, and like even you know the kids, the boys. I think they would. Well, not not the young one. He doesn't watch movies at all. But <laughs> the older one, <laughs> in high school and stuff. I think he could. I think it'd be interesting. I, I think he would understand it. A lot. Yeah, he's very, yep. he's very um, uh, empathetic to these sort of things. Plus, like uh, they're like going into high school too. Like right yeah. now, yeah. Oh, he's in high school. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, John? Oh, yeah. So I also enjoyed it. Um, I think the best part, too, is watching this with the right crowd. I know that's a weird way to say this, but we watch it at a art house film uh, <laughs> <theater>. <laughs> uh, that in here in our uh, local city. And then it's, it's it's nice just to get like an audience that knew what this type of film is. And then they're, we're all laughing, cheering. Everybody wanted to be there. Yep. We cl- all clapped in the ending. So it was like that nice. I mean, it's the same thing when I feel like I, I when I watch a Marvel film with the right people. It's those people who want to watch a comic book film. So when these certain things happen, you cheer for that character. Same thing here. You feel that emotion when someone gets hurt pretty bad. And then you can hear all the oh, like that emotion from the audience and that it's those these type of films that i like a lot where you feel it like you get immersed in the story and uh, just acknowledge like all everything that's happening around you physically like in the theater and that that you absorb that energy and then you show it to uh with yourself uh, while watching it um but yeah everyone did a great job uh the, the three people these are the characters names uh pj josie and hazel we're all great. It has that three dynamic um, friendship that you see in the structure. Yeah, Probably team the structure. Yeah. Uh, that they all did a great job uh, doing it. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't. When I think when we were t- talking about this uh, afterwards, a- Iowa. Uh, that's how you say her name. Yeah, right. Her first name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't know she was in so many different films yeah. that I really liked this year with the Spider Verse, TMNT. Uh, and now this one, I was like, man, this is really good. And then Rachel was in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I was like, man, this is cool. Like, just to see them growing up, like, not growing up, but in these different films. I was like, oh, this, this is why I enjoy these people and their acting. It's like they do a good job, uh, the performance and stuff like that. 
Do you ever do you ever feel like being not that we're like old, uh-huh. but like do you ever see like when you see young people like who you you admire and you want to or like you see them being successful that you kind of like want the best from like in in a in a parental kind of sense yes yes more god i hope you make it you're doing so good you got so much going exactly yeah yeah that's yeah that's mostly about uh these uh actors um the story like audrey said it's a very typical teenage i want to have sex with you this happens the, the fallout, then they come back together type of film. But it's just fun to see in this weird, like, campy way of what to get to point A, they have to do this silly thing to get to point an B. Extremely, yeah, extremely another extreme thing. silly thing. And it's like, oh, this is kind of funny. Because you don't see that. Like, especially the thing that happens in this film, especially with Hazel, what she does in the film is like, you don't see that in any teen comedy. Like, that's a very extreme <laughs> thing to do. But it, it to get to that next point is to you have to do this thing and then i like it a lot um and even like the football players that are in here very campy acting from all everyone in, in that i think team. they did a good job because it, they do so good where you really don't like them and yes. you're like okay if i don't like you this much it's giving me visceral feelings that must mean you're doing a really good yes. job but they're not playing the typical jock in the, like i'm i'm men i'm they 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 have they're this super gay yeah they, they have yeah. this very uh <laughs> They feel like theater kids playing yeah, the role theater kids, of yeah, this place is like very football camp players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And things like this is how a football player should play. And then they yep. <laughs> so not doing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's why it's like when you see watch this film, it's nothing like you've actually seen before because it's in this perspective that you don't see usually. And especially in these type of like uh, well-known actors in here that you don't see this at all. And then it's just nice. It's a very refreshing teen comedy that it's, it's one of these films that I want to show like teenagers. Like, do you guys have these? Because since I had kids, I always like, they have to watch the breakfast. They, they, they need to watch Breakfast Club. Like, that's a staple. Yeah. They have to watch uh, Super Bad. That's another staple, I feel like. These are films that I feel like I that I liked growing up. They, they have to watch Sandlot like that. They have to watch uh, uh, what was the other one? I was like the monster squad yeah like that monster squad oh faculty the faculty like these these are like you're playing with different themes but also different tropey characteristics that you see in everyday life like Mm. these these are drawing from real life things like you see the football player the the cheerleader all that this one does that but they also like every one is kind of like can't be but goofy at the same time <laughs> it's not like they're, they're they're playing these typical roles but they're also like kind of silly at the same time i think i think it's because in real life kids and people in general just wish uh think that they're that quippy but they're actually no, not no, like no. you know you think when, yeah. you're such, when you're talking to someone you like or have a crush on you're yeah. like it's mostly that you would say something cool bro yeah, yeah you do this you know? bro that bro it's always that too and or Everyone says that word. Every every Gen Z I see, even it's it's like it feels like it's bleed into millennials to that bro word. Yeah, um, it just yeah, it's just that thing now. They don't do that in this film too. It's kind of odd. It's just it's it's purposeful for uh, okay, yeah. Seligman to like not to do that because I it feels like she wants it to be timeless almost. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, also, I. Right, right, right away too. It's I love films when they do this. I think we were all of us were laughing at this part uh, where the background stuff that's happening in yeah. the film. It's very silly. It reminds me of uh, Cloud with a Chance of Meatballs. If you're just 
repeated oh, yes. viewings, you find something funny that's happening in the background, and then things are just like out there uh, in there uh, the, in the in the film that that well, like, I appreciate well, in, a lot. Speederman, isn't that like how they got the sequel? Was the bagel guy? Yeah, the bagel guy. Yeah, got and that hit. became the whole sequel. <laughs> and I, I, so fashion wise too. It, you guys say it's timeless. It does feel like timeless. It also feels like everyone has a era um, era to, yeah, yeah, to them, yeah. but also even the background people. Like no one is like repeating the same style, like a uh, fashion style. Everyone like have their own. And I don't know if that's speaking of like everyone's unique, but you're not noticing it. But if you actually see everyone, they have this unique style to uh, themselves. Like yeah. Uh, so like recently. Uh, our oldest is in high school when you, when i picked him up there is this there is you could tell their unique styles but also there's this style like a lot of the guys in high school still has this typical thing that i've seen 10 years ago so i guess that's a thing still like wait, wait what is this thing <laughs> it's like regular like right white no white shirt regular shirt a hat and like baggy oh pants, yeah or even like Type pads. I mean, that's it. Even like during that. Greece, when they filmed Greece, that's exactly yes, that's <laughs> that's such a cool, uh, style uh, still. But yeah, that's just maybe that's, that's because parents are working parents. They don't. They can't really afford too much. Yeah, or like yeah. certain things you can't like go get. Things or like those things are very expensive. And that's what they just wear too. Like it's their style mm-hmm. uh, to it. Uh, joke wise, too. This this film is very funny. Multiple times I laugh. I can't think of like a joke off the top of my head, but. It was. Uh, I needed to rewatch it, but there. Well, I would say like the last scene is very fun, especially the joke about a sword that <laughs> comes out of nowhere. <laughs> very like out there. I was like, oh, okay, this 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 just very anchormanish. Uh, uh, anchormanish. Yeah, anchorman-ish. <laughs> yeah, a- the whole scene feels like very anchormanish uh, <laughs> scene. Uh, but yeah, it's a good bottoms. I, I recommend everyone to watch this. Uh, even with if you have a teenager, just watch it with them. Uh, I think might. that's. I think it's who you'd want to watch. Yep, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll echo everything. Your 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 kid, not just a random teenager. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're like, hey, hey, hey you want to come with me to watch Bottoms? <laughs> what? In my white panel van, I yeah. have candy. Yeah, yeah. You know? And you actually and just you want to take them out to watch? Yeah, I need to use my movie pass to. Uh, you oh watch yeah. It anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to echo all of all the, uh, the wonderful. Um, what do you call that? Good words. I'm trying to think of what the word was. It but I good, words. good words is a good word. Yeah, good yeah. words. Is good, good words. Yeah, the the film is anchored by Senate and um, Edaberry. Like they they're both they're both really great. So I I learned recently because I was so interested of like how they created this script that both the, all three of them like the director um, and the two stars they all went to NYU and that's how they know each other uh, from oh. college. And they've always been doing like silly sketches and skits with each other, whether they're like performance wise, like, you know, in theater or just a TikTok or whatever. They've always been doing something silly with each other. I was, oh, that's so that's why I feel like there's this chemistry among the, the filmmaker and those two that's like kind of like they like it feels like just a bunch of friends making a movie. <laughs> uh, that's what it feels like. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love how heightened the comedy and the absurdness, absurdness. Why are you saying it weird now? Absurdness. Yeah, of, of it all. It does remind me, you know, like they kind of subvert certain tropes when it comes to like the teen high school comedies. 
but they also like embrace some of those tropes too. Like I think the way they embrace those tropes is like having these teenagers doing absolutely anything to have sex with them. And then if it was if it was like super bad, it was just like let's just put a party on or American mm-hmm. Pie. Let's just have a party, guys. No, here we're gonna have a fight club. <laughs> it's like the, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how heightened the 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 comedy is, is because you can't just have another party again because like that's yeah. just boring. That's just gonna be boring again. Um, and then I think the they subvert the tropes by having it more queer and feminine, but also like like you said, like. You, I feel like when we think of feminism, sometimes some people don't relate it to something like where uh, fight physically. Like I think people don't, yes. they think it's yeah. soft. Like the word, when I'm using the word soft as in like, it's not like, it's like light or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, they prove their point. Like it could be this. It could also be this. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be this one thing. And then... um and that's why I feel like they, when they mention something like a joke, uh, I don't know if you guys know who Bell Hooks is, but she's basically like this feminist that uh, I feel like more feminists are more aligned to her um, academic style or ac- uh, what, uh, what what am I looking for? But because she's also a teacher teachings. too, huh? Or teachings? I don't want to say teachings, but basically she believes in like the intersexuality of like race, of queerness, of everything, even how capitalism affects feminism and everything. Like if you read her book. There's always an intersection or a cross-section between all people's things or. Yeah, yeah. Like her books, I read about two of them right now. I'm going on the third one, but uh um, but like it, it kind of opens your eyes about like how people see feminism today, especially if you're queer, because she's she's also uh, queer and she's also deals with like you know um, uh, the the she's a black woman too. It's like she also deals with race. Um, then they you know offhandedly also mentioned the second wave you know feminism and it's like kind of cool to see those jokes in because then it makes people to wonder like what are the like what is who is bell hooks and what is the second wave of feminism and, and like mm-hmm. a lot of it deals with this like you know they there's like a there's a slight grounded moment when they like they get together and they talk about a certain issue and that's like part of what like the second wave feminism was um, and then like so like they briefly you know do those jokes and the discourse there about but while also creating its own style like it's like it's also saying this movie is also feminist even though it probably goes against like the original version yeah 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 it's still empowering yes yeah it's still empowering no matter even if they're sort of they just want sex like it's okay just to have wanting sex i guess now uh for that these characters um and also the highlight i feel like because they are a comedy duo senate and uh edubiri i think they're in the same lines of like you know a a keenan and cal a john chone cal penn now like abbott or costello i guess you could say Uh, Mm -hmm. a cheech and chong like they have that riffs between each other that's still funny and then, um, and they still have like their own personality. They're not trying to be like you know Abbott or Costello. Like they, like you could tell like one is more inclined with like the the seriousness that's Senate's character, where uh, Ao's like more like kind of goofy in her own way. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's a classic combo. Like, was it the straight man and the you know the comic girl? The funny whatever. man, yeah. Yeah, funny man. Um, I think the only gripe I have, it's not even a huge gripe, is like they uh, have these like emotional parts to it uh, in the movie, but I feel like it's tonally sometimes it feels like it comes in and out and i feel like they don't uh it's not like they don't handle the emotional parts well it's like i wish we could stay there a little bit longer to to talk about this but it's like it's just a joke it's like a one-off joke yeah uh, I, but i appreciate I, I, it i still no. think it makes sense but what was it I, th- I think that almost speaks to how it is in reality is when yes, you do yeah, yeah. you want to share with other women like i i'm dealing with that actually currently with with many women in my life or people mm-hmm. where it's like you do want to uh you do want to like trauma share but also you don't want to trauma dump and you also don't yes. want to bring down the mood and you want to actually get to finish the goal that you the bigger goal that you're trying to achieve but you know unfortunately we may or may never circle back around to the thing that was just uh the the epiphany or realization that just happened but mm-hmm. even that's also saying that you shouldn't never do those things because even if you just give a moment of of vulnerability it affects everyone and they it also lets them know oh um i also have that too i'm not alone maybe we can then connect on another level at another uh, date and time sort of thing mm-hmm. so, you know, it's it's the brevity of it is like you do you do want to go more and solve because it's you wanting to resolve the issue, but that's not yeah. reality. That doesn't really happen a lot, sort of thing. But I think you're right about how like the third act kind of manifests that into them having them. You know, the I don't want to spoil anything football? yet. Yeah, the football game. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, that is that's our thoughts. Um, do you guys want to go to spoilers? What are your guys' thoughts? <laughs> what are your thoughts? And we do the Simpsons turn around, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Uh, uh, spoilers wise, uh, how do you guys feel? Wait, wait, wait. Where's the spoiler? Oh. Where's the bro? Where is it, bro? Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> bro? Bro? I'll get it, bro. Bro? Uh, English, bro. LMLAO, bro. Okay. Do people do that too? They Do they do the acronym? No, no, no. I don't think they but yeah, what uh, was your question? So in the third act, the final act, they uh, they find out like there's this ritual <laughs> or something that's yeah. happening from uh, their uh, babysitter, right? Or aunt. I forgot her. What's the role of her? In, I uh, think she's just a, a, a they, wise and old crone. Uh, yeah, so I think it's like the, the godmother. makes a, like, a cameo in here. Um uh, in the film that they tell like this whole thing they don't know because they, they talk about this this whole thing about these two high schools fight each other or f- play football against you but there's a underlining dark secret the about dark all rivalry. this where one of the players have to die <laughs> from like <laughs> since the 50s or something like that insanely so they they do the plan so how do you guys feel like how what what's the what is the message here where they have to protect the person they've been trying to get you know the villain they're right what is that what do you guys feel is that like a way f- for the good guy to feel like because they don't show the aftermath of do do they do this i, I don't remember they don't they show don't, they don't they, it actually ends on them on the football where field no where, where uh where the, um jeff, jeff. Does Jeff think any of them? Yeah, remember he wanted to make out with her. He thought like, oh, this 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 means you like me. Like he touched oh, her face. Oh, that one person, yeah. But yeah. She yeah, doesn't, yeah. he doesn't do it in a way where like, I'm sorry, Hazel, for doing this. I'm I'm sorry for like. Oh, now just, now I see your your point of view. Yeah, yeah. It's not, there's nothing like that, right? It's we just expect that 
maybe he learned something in this or maybe not. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, but I think that's just that that is exactly how life is. Even though you may not change somebody's view, you still you do the right thing for the sake of the right thing. Oh, okay, you don't yeah. do the right thing because you will then be praised and get uh, accolades and chain and convert everybody. You are supposed to do the right thing, even against your most hardened enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even people who are against fem- feminism. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think, so it's, I think it's, yeah. it's that point of like, you should save, even though somebody like was attempting to kill you at one point or someone mm-hmm. you love, but if you have a chance to save them, you should save them because that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I don't yeah, think was, there's like, uh, like yeah, Audrey's right. I think the whole purpose is that no matter what, you you because they are they have I mean, the ability to save someone. This, but, you know. Yeah, <laughs> they have the ability to save someone. I think that that's like that it speaks to their character that they are not going to sleep low to yes. uh, to not because it would it would benefit them for Jeff to die and all those people. Yeah. To die. Yep. Yeah. But if this was a, if there was a horror twist to it, I think that would be kind of interesting too. <laughs> like they're the ones that are putting together the uh, ritual too. The pineapple um, plot. Yeah. I wonder. I've always wonder what the filmmakers thoughts like when they were creating this script. Like if they had alternate endings to this with like the death scenes or I don't know. Like, well, I wonder like what are other concepts they By were the thinking death about? Scenes, you mean all, how all the women killed all the men? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's pretty horrific. It's yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. It's a good um, scene though. It's a fun scene because it's a. a I mean, scene. I mean, they even said like, "Oh, we're gonna have to deal with this years later." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They like they joke about it. Yeah, that's why I think I appreciate it, is that they they do the heightened you know comedy reality type of thing, but they never go back like they don't they don't want to they don't try to be like oh let's you know let's this is more grounded but they're just continuing it like they're not they're they, they, you know they're taking the risk of continuing it and like you know accepting that this is this is how this movie is going to be whether you like it or not <laughs> yes, um, it's when uh i forgot her name i don't even know how to say her name here sylvie i think that's her name gets a sword and stabs one of the guys. Yeah. He falls on her sword. Yeah, for she her, uh, Joy Campbell. Yeah, that's yeah actor, and then all yeah. the crowd is like, oh, like, that, yeah, that yeah. noise is like, oh, this is real. We were just punching people. No, no. There's the aftermath. Someone's going to die. And, everyone died. Yeah, everyone died. All the football players die. It's like, oh, okay, this is a thing that's going to happen. <laughs> it's a well choreographed. Uh, fight scene too that like you know where everyone is in that scene too yes and yes then, yeah. uh, everyone who, who, who yes and then the, and it's very i want to say very anime <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, to the point um what's her name isabel the uh, uh havana rose lose the character does a ultimate punch like how animes are <laughs> yeah, yeah. um uh, also i want to bring up marshall lynch uh oh, he's great, very yeah. funny yeah I want. They say in an interview that they have like hours of footage of him improvising. Well, we um, saw him. His his comedy chops were on in that. Murderville. Yeah. Murderville. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they say it, that he learned a lot from that show, and then when she he was brought to this movie, that that's his like uh, improv improvisation is like improved so much that mm-hmm. he kind of understands the rules. And then when they were doing this movie, like. They said there's like hours of takes of him doing different lines, that's uh, saying you know different things. Like, yeah, that's like, that's cool. I want to see that. Yeah, I, I do miss when comics did this, where the blooper reel. Yes, they, they yeah, yeah. Did this in yeah. The ending of this, and it was fun to just see the little. 
other takes they would have got. It's not a traditional blooper where, where people mess up. It's yeah. more like the different, uh, what do you call it? Improv, improv uh, yeah, take. It's, it's just a take, it's a take that it, they, they didn't use. Yeah. So I, I yeah. read an article about even Marshall Lynch, like the reason why he took this job because his sister is a lesbian. So he wanted to understand. Oh, that, just like, what did he say in the movie? Like the best kind of ally that doesn't do anything or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like I really like those type of shots too. Cause it's like, it is true. Like some people just don't do anything. No, no, just yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's nice that when you read an interview that he did it for the sister to understand when she came out during high school, he wanted to understand what was the, like the feeling of a sister. So when he was on set, he was like telling everyone, like, oh, my sister came out. And then he's actually seen the, the actors act and acting all this. He's like, oh, this is how she felt. Like they, he got more of a better perspective. He's, he admitted to like when he, she came out, he was mad. Like he didn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. But over the years, she, they're grown up now. He's like defended her every step he could now. So I was like, oh, that's nice. That yeah, he's, his, learning, he's his, learning empathy through it. Yep, or, yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, he's great. Uh, everyone's great in here. I don't really have like I'm trying to think of a thing of a spoiler, but I can't think of one at the moment. Um, I mean, the thing that's the big thing is Hazel blowing up a freaking car, and she actually does it. And then, oh yeah, we're gonna do a terrorism. Yeah, terrorism. Yeah. We're gonna do a terrorism. <laughs> well, no, but that little I thought it was kind of fun with the little the little goth boy that was gonna blow up the school. Yes, yes. That kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of like a too soon kind of thing. But, yeah. yeah. You know. yeah. Um, I think it's balancing. This is how you do these type of comedy. I always feel where you you are. There is going to be some offense to some of these jokes, but they're yeah. doing it in a way where we all can laugh at it. It's not offending a certain group, and not and then that's it. That's not, that's that's not one joke. It's almost it's almost more offensive to not acknowledge its existence. Yes, you yes, have to acknowledge, yeah. But you can also yeah. be res- uh, respectful, it, respectful yeah, yeah. to it, or you know. I mean, the respectful the, f- the joke pays off in the ending where Hazel blows up something. See, I think I see. I think that that's the point where it has to it has to pay off. It, yes. it's, it's disrespectful if you just like, oh, I was gonna blow up the school and like that's it, and, like yeah. you leave it there. <laughs> but because Hazel blew it up and he wanted to do, it, he got mad because he didn't get to do it. Yeah, so yeah. he he doesn't get to be the star, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, I do appreciate that the uh, what's it called Orion's pictures. Um, oh yeah, Audrey's like, I oh, like, all right. Yeah. yeah, but they, yeah, they like, only I guess the they're name, starting right? to make movies again um, uh, because but they only bought the name, right? Because Orion, uh, something happened. I remember reading like an article how, how this happened. I don't know. I don't know what, but like the last, like uh, they've been pumping. I mean, they've been pumping movies a lot, but I think they're more. Uh, it's in the. Well, I wonder app. if people are buying that for the nostalgia factor for people to go. Oh yeah, I'll go see it because of this, or you know. Maybe you, yeah, yeah. You get, you get a pre-bias in your head, and that helps. Mm-hmm. You, uh, I mean, I think what happened is that MGM bought it, John. That's what yeah, it says. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, there, there was something with Orion. They show the word Orion, but in the bottom left, there was another. You know how like Disney? It's MGM. It was MGM. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So something else bought it. So I was like, there's, there's something up with this. It's the same thing with HBO Max. How we showed both, and now it's just Max. Yep, you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, this is not the first time we watch Orion pictured. <laughs> What was the second? The first one is the Child's Play, the new one. Yeah, they yeah. Showed that I think that's the, when they first used the logo, the new logo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's our thoughts on Bottoms out on theaters right now. Uh, we really love it. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go and ahead. Watch it with you. <laughs> I don't know why I said hey, it. Hey, uh, we said that. In the... I don't Someone said that in the film. 
Oh, it's Siva. Siva, si- si- I think she said like Slay Queen or something. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, where 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 would you two uh, be found in the? Like, are you guys tops or bottoms? No, <laughs> I'm a side. I don't know. Well, what that Ebenezer, means, Eb- was it the notorious power bottom Ebenezer Scrooge? Yeah, was yeah, it? yeah. CBB. Oh, I know yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I do that. I do that reference. Yeah, yeah. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Captain America. That's right. Um, That's right. You can find us on datenightplays.com. We haven't recorded in a very long time. Uh, but you're doing right tables of one. I've been doing a lot of tables of one. You can find a video of me playing. You have two tables? Uh, Daymere. You? <laughs> huh? you have two tables just for you? One one table. Table said, for one. You said tables. So, so as if like you have oh, like Oh, table tables. for one. There's multiple videos of table oh, for I one. See. That's why you uh, But yeah, it's me playing Daymere 1994 Sandcastle. It's a demo. One should be out this week when this episode comes out. The game's actually out. Uh, maybe I will commit and buy the game. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. see uh, <laughs> that happens. Uh, but you can check it out at datenightplays.com. Uh, you can find me on x.com and Instagram and threads at Benjamin Abaya. Um, you can find all of us on x.com. I don't know why am I saying it that way. Uh, Instagram uh, at TFA now. Also threads. I think, John, did you open a threads? I don't know if you did for... Um, what? What's a for, thread? Uh, threads. That's a new... No, no, no. Um, I didn't, no, no I, I never touched it. It will be TFA now, I'm assuming. But yeah, you can find all of us on thefreakingawesome.com. That goes straight to our patron, Patreon. Sorry, I'm burping. Uh, you could be a patron for no less than a dollar. That helps offset the cost of running this website and podcast. But if you can't do any of that, please support, listen, subscribe, rate, leave a comment on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Um, also, we also have a TikTok. John has been posting some stuff and it's been gaining a lot of um, um, likes views? and whatnot. Yeah, views. Yeah at um the freaking awesome so if you want to uh, see ben dance go on tiktok yeah yeah i should ben do dance, dance lessons oh yeah me on tiktok to... we learned dance the on TikTok. coming up you guys can learn oh yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> uh you could you could email us at contacts at the freaking awesome.com thank you to csha for producing the show john for editing creating the cool little videos and social media stuff uh, thank you for listening. Once again, happy Labor Day. Solidarity to everyone that's striking at the moment. Not streaking, but I was, uh, if you're I streaking in the streak. place where you need to streak, then I'll support you. What is it? So that, but that makes the point. You put the little sign right there in your in your no-no bits. And you know people are definitely going to go to those bits. If, the, if you're naked, the first thing you're going to look at is a person's naked bits. So that's, that's where you should have your message. Yeah. We are born naked. Short, we should die naked. What? Yeah, go yeah. on. Well, I mean, it may thank be a you. short message depending thank on you, the person. Thank uh, you, RuPaul. Yeah. You're born naked and the rest is drag. <laughs> is, that what, that's, is that what uh, RuPaul says? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, mm-hmm. You're born naked and you die naked? Is that? No, no. no. You're, born, you're, born, you're born naked. We're all born naked and the rest oh, okay, is yes. drag. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that's uh, you're born naked and happy accidents. That's what Bob Ross would say. Okay. Yep, yep. Bob RuPaul Ross. That's what <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, Bob Ross, drag queen, Ru. Yeah, right, anyway. Slay yeah. queen, slay queen. Yes, or paint queen. Mm-hmm. Um, paint queen, paint queen. <laughs> yeah, paint king. But don't sniff it. Don't sniff it. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. I'm Benjamin Abaya. I'm John Abaya. Madri Abaya. And this has been the Freaking Awesome Podcast.